Amigos, en este programa hablo sobre cómo mejorar su pronunciación cuando se habla en idioma extranjero. Hey everybody, this is Daniel Mugget, and today we're going to talk about how to improve your pronunciation when speaking a foreign language. You see, your pronunciation matters. That is, that's how you are ultimately judged by others, especially the native speakers, on how well you have learned their language. So it doesn't matter how many words you know in a foreign language, it doesn't matter how well you can understand others. If you have such a heavy, thick foreign accent when you're speaking a foreign language, then the chances are, number one, you might not be understood by the people. They, they just wonder, like, what is this guy saying? And number two, you might actually not be able to uh, fully articulate yourself. And perhaps the first impression that you make will also not be very good. So I'm telling you all of this because I believe that your pronunciation habits are very, very important when it comes to determining uh, basically your overall level of fluency as well as accuracy. Now, in the Mulgan method, which we will hopefully discuss in my upcoming book, The Polyglot Guidebook, uh, the Mulgan method is basically focused in a way where you have to develop both your levels of fluency as well as accuracy. And as we mentioned earlier, uh, fluency is how well you can talk and understand a foreign language without much, you know, conscious thinking and without much difficulty, whereas accuracy is about how well your produced statements as well as your style of communication is similar to an average educated native speaker. Now, pronunciation falls into the second category of the Mulligan method, and that is accuracy. And in order for you to improve your accuracy, you actually have to develop your level of pronunciation, which is why in this program, I want to emphasize a little bit on this issue to help you understand why it is so incredibly important to give this aspect of your language learnings, you know, the importance that it deserves, because it doesn't matter how many, you know, words you know, or how many phrases you understand or can actually produce yourself. If your level of uh, pronunciation is not good in a foreign language, then you will definitely have some problems uh, in the way you communicate with other people and in the way that you're understood. So having said that, and having emphasized uh, that uh, uh, pronunciation matters, and that it actually is covered in depth in uh, the Mulligan method, uh, I want to actually now talk about some of the tips that I can give you right here in order to help you develop your pronunciation in a foreign language. You see, the biggest problem that language learners have all around the world, and I've ha had the fortune of working with people from all around the world from uh, more than 23 languages, and what I've realized is that many of these people, they have one thing in common. And whenever I hear a very thick foreign accent, this is what comes to my mind. I think of a person who is speaking their mother tongue using the words and sentence structures of a foreign language. For example, let me give you an example. Let's say there's, a, I don't know, a French person who is speaking with me with a very thick French accent. So he says, hello, that is very nice. I would like to talk to you. That is very, very beautiful. So this person right now, he's, he's using English words, right? But he's using the exact same tonality and music of basically his mother tongue. And because of this, we say that he's speaking French with English words. Because in this case, he's really not speaking English. He's just speaking French. That is, he's using the music and the tonality of the French language. And uh, he's actually uh, using English words while doing so. And this is, from my perspective, not a good way to go about it. 
think of somebody else. Maybe there's, a, I don't know, a, a Russian guy who says, hello, I want to talk to you. That is very nice. So this person right now, he's actually speaking Russian. That is, he's using the tonality of the Russian language, the music of the Russian language. But he, instead of using uh, basically uh, Russian words, he's using, for example, uh, English words. And the same thing happens to all languages. I mean, whatever language you're talking about right now, let's say an Arab guy says, oh, hello, I would like to talk to you right now. So, you know, in this concept, the person who says hello, he is using the H sound of the Arabic language and he's putting that in H. Now, of course, let's be honest, we're here exaggerating here uh, for comic reasons, of course. But in reality, we see this all the time. We see that people use uh, basically their uh, uh, basically pronunciation rules of their mother tongue. And then they put English words and just they call it English. That's not English. That's uh, your mother tongue with English words. So here, I want to help you to realize the importance and understand that if you are speaking a foreign language, you're supposed to change the music and the tonality by which you speak in that language. This is very important because language ultimately is music. It's nothing more than that. It's just music. So if you want to improve your ability, if you want to sound better in a foreign language, start treating every new language as a new set of melodies and a new set of musical, basically, uh, uh, approaches to the language that will allow you to sound like them. So once you realize that, then you have to ask yourself, so how can I actually do this? How do I even know that I am uh, basically speaking using the language uh, music as well as the tonality of basically the language I'm trying to learn? And the answer is very simple. The answer here is you should think of how comfortable you are speaking a foreign language, especially at the beginning, before it becomes natural. Right now, just, just right now, start speaking a foreign language you know. Whether it's, I don't know, whether it's uh, Spanish or whether it's German or whatever it is. Just start speaking a foreign language right now and then ask yourself, do I feel comfortable when I speak this language? Do I feel myself when I speak this language? If the answer is yes, then I have some bad news for you. If you feel comfortable and if you feel yourself when you speak a foreign language, then the chances are you are not speaking a foreign language. You're speaking your mother tongue with the words and the sentence structure of the foreign language. Because if you look at all top polyglots who have learned different languages, they would all tell you that in every single language they speak, they feel like a different person. I mean, I myself right now, the moment I switch languages, I'm no longer Daniel Mulgan. I'm somebody else, right? And this is exactly because I have to change the way I communicate, not only with my tonality and voice, I mean, for example, when I speak Arabic, I literally have to use a very different set of musical apparatus as well as uh, vocal cords that I will simply never use in English. Like, if when I'm speaking Arabic, I am not myself. I am not Daniel Mulligan. I'm somebody else, all right? Because I should use a very different set of basically speaking apparatus. I should use my throat very differently, especially when it comes to the pronunciation of certain tough, uh, basically, letters that we do not simply have in any Western language. Things like ein or h. And these are the things we simply do not have in the West. We don't have this in the U.S. Nobody in the U.S. can, you know, even understand what ein is in Arabic or what, for example, Myakiznak in Russian, which is the tiny little thing that changes the pronunciation of the letter L, for example, right? We don't have a lot of these things actually in English. But if I want to sound well when speaking Russian or Arabic or French or whatever, it is my job to become someone else. That's very, very important. And if you right now go back 
at the beginning of this uh, podcast, I uh, said something very, you know, for, for a short time, I said something little in uh, uh, Spanish. And if you go back and listen to how I spoke Spanish and how you speak English right now, you will see that I sound different. That is, it's not me speaking Spanish, uh, that is, with using, you know, the English uh, set of, you know, pronunciation, right? So instead, I literally changed the music of uh, basically my communication. Now, a lot of Americans, unfortunately, I mean, not long ago, we were watching the uh, Democrats' first debate for the 2020 presidential election. And on that debate, it was pretty funny, actually. We saw two senators who spoke uh, Spanish on two occasions. It was actually pretty incredible. Now, one of those, basically, uh, was a native speaker of uh, Spanish and, of course, Mexican Spanish, because I personally speak uh, Castellano, which is uh, Sp Spanish spoken in Europe, not in Mexico. And... Uh, Second one, of course, was another senator who learned Spanish as an adult. And what, once we saw that for a second, it was actually quite incredible. Like, I remember the moments where the senator began you know, just switch to speaking Spanish in the middle of, you know, the speech. All the senators were shocked. Why? Because he literally changed the way he sounded. He just changed the way, the, the entire structure of the way he spoke. And that ultimately, from my perspective, is a great sign that you're learning a language well and you're speaking it well because you become somebody else. Like It's like switching channels. It's like being someone totally different. And that is what you need to do if you want to learn to speak well. Sometimes I go to my seminars and workshops and, uh, of course, the talk show class, and I see people like talk to me and sometimes I don't even realize that they are speaking their mother tongue with English words. Like they literally put all the same structure and the same words and they call it English. Now, quite frankly, that's okay because we're all learners and we are at a certain stage. But if you really want to speak a foreign language, whatever it might be, you need to change the way you talk. You need to change the way you sound. And in my opinion, you have to become someone else, which is why it's so incredible for you to know that if you feel comfortable speaking a foreign language, especially at first, because, you know, through practice, eventually you can learn to change the entire, uh, basically, a way that you speak from body language and tonality to the very expressions that you use. Uh, but at the beginning, if, if you feel like that perhaps you are not someone else when you're speaking a foreign language, the chances are that you have a shitty accent. Sorry about that. It's just the way it is. And I'm not going to hear to say, okay, no problem. You will have it. You have a terrible accent. That's okay. No, it's not okay. If your aim is to become fluent and accurate in a foreign language, you need to get rid of your accent. And the only way to do that, obviously, is to first understand the importance of this issue and how we can actually get rid of your foreign accent when you speak a foreign language. And number two, you should actually create a plan for it, a serious plan that you will follow religiously until you get the results. So ultimately, let's go back to the issue of pronunciation. We mentioned earlier that the reason most of us we have problem with uh, pronunciation in a foreign language is that we simply try our best to imitate the foreign language using the sound rules and the music of our mother tongue. So we say, okay, this one, like, let's say, for example, I want to speak, I don't know, foreign language with, Ameri with an American accent, right? So here, think of, for example, uh, the, the, the phrase, hello, friends. I can say, uh, for example, uh, uh, bonjour, uh, mes amis. This is, for example, I'm now speaking French using the pronunciation rules of English. So, bonjour, mes amis. So here, I said, hello, my friends, in French, using the American pronunciation rules, right? Now, that's not correct. 
Here, I'm not speaking French. Here, I'm speaking English with French words. So I'm saying bonjour, using the English word, right? The, the, the way we pronounce it. And I'm saying mes amis, which is also American way of pronunciation, you know? And if I want to speak well, I need to change that. I need to somehow become someone else and to listen very carefully at how French speak. Because the French don't say bonjour, mes amis. They say bonjour, mes amis. You see, right, you see the difference right now? Like the voice becomes different. The tonality. I was once speaking Russian with a friend of mine and he's a great man. He's a wonderful, uh, basically, uh, aviation specialist, talks to a lot of pilots and he also speaks Russian. And we once started chatting in Russian and he said, Dan, you sound so serious when you speak Russian, like very different than English. And he was right. Because in every language, you need to alter your very personality in order to make it somehow adaptable with that language. Because if I want to be my Daniel, the typical cheerful, happy, you know, energetic Daniel Mulligan when I'm speaking Russian, then I will not sound right. I simply won't sound right because I'm now copying that, which is why I want you from now on to ask yourself this question. Do I sound like the typical me when I speak a foreign language or not? If the answer is no, then I got some bad news for you. If the answer is uh, yes, well, there's another issue coming. So the point is right now, think, your, think of yourself. Think of the last time you began speaking a foreign language. And then ask yourself, all right, so did I feel my mouth get tired? Did I feel my throat is being used very differently to the point that it was very uncomfortable? That I feel like I'm using my breathing actually quite differently. Perhaps I'm using more air. I'm taking in more air or I'm basically exhaling a lot more when I'm speaking or not. If the answer is no, then of course you're not really trying your best to speak a foreign language because you are not imitating enough. Which is why from today, you want to make it a mission for yourself to say, okay, if I want to learn a foreign language well, it is my job to focus on imitating the words which, as well as the sentences, in a way that is as similar to the native speakers as possible. And doing so will probably require you to slow down a bit, especially if you're now, if you've reached a higher level, that's very hard because you say like, dude, I can already speak fluently. Yes, you can already speak fluently, but you have a very thick foreign accent. And if you want to get rid of that foreign accent, then you have to actually slow down and go back to the basics. Now, how should you go back to the basics to enhance and improve your pronunciation? Number one, you want to focus on the pronunciation of individual words because that's a lot easier. For example, let's say that you, are, you want to improve uh, the way you pronounce certain words in a foreign language. So let's say that language is, I don't know, let's say you're an American who is trying to learn Russian. Okay, so for, if you're an American, then for you, you prefer to say здравствуйте, which is like the American way of saying hi. But that's not the correct way because the Russians don't say that that way, right? So you want to change that and you want to say, like you literally change the way you talk. Again, here also there's a notice, uh, think of like the A letter. It's still not quite accurate because the Russians still put even more emphasis on the A letter. But the point is you try your very best to change that. So the first step is go back to the words and listen to the way they're being pronounced by native speakers and try to imitate as well as you possibly can, focusing on two things, the vowels and the consonants. 
You see, every word in every language is made of a couple of vowels or a couple of consonants. Oftentimes, they're mixed. A vowel is anything that has a sound that allows your mouth to remain open while producing it. Think a, e, o, u, and many other similar sounds. These are called vowels. Now, consonants are state basically are unsound uh, chunks as well as pieces of the word. For example, b. These are all consonants, right? In order for you to get good at pronunciation, you should first look at the individual pronunciation of every single word separately, and then ask yourself, how can I pronounce both the consonants, that is without sounds, and the vowels with sounds properly? This is the first step. And trust me, it might at first be a little bit difficult, but if you start doing this with a lot of words, eventually you realize that every language has certain pronunciation patterns. I have learned quite a few languages, and I can tell you right now, it doesn't matter what language it is, all languages have certain pronunciation patterns. That if you keep repeating the basics and the fundamentals, that is, word by word, you say, okay, this is like this, this is like this, and you focus on mastering the vowels and the consonants of each word, eventually, on a subconscious level, you get that uh, basically a way of pronouncing and you somehow can pronounce other words using the same rules on a subconscious level without thinking. Now, after having pronounced words individually and have gotten good at it, your work is unfortunately not done because that's the experience. When you have the words pronounced separately, the moment you put those words in senses and combine them with other words, sometimes that pronunciation changes. And you have to change your tonality as well, because now you're speaking a full sentence. And that oftentimes creates a variety of basically changes to your uh, manner of speaking. So the other aspect of uh, improving your pronunciation is to actually try to pronounce well in sentences and not just in phrases. So at first, you get, let's say you uh, today, you've learned, for example, the proper pronunciation of, let's say, 20 words. You focused very hard on the vowels and the consonants, and you tried your very best to get good at them. Now it is time to try to speak those basically you, uh, you, you speak using those words in that you know new conversation that you have whatever it might be for example a simple sentence or a simple structure you just want to practice repeating that in a sentence because when you use a sentence oftentimes the words uh, individual pronunciation actually changes a lot this happens in all languages so if you learn certain uh, certain words in let's say in Spanish once you put those words in a sentence the chances are their individual pronunciation changes as well, which is why you want to practice uh, pronunciation both as words individually and then as senses. This is also very, very critical. Now, another very critical point for pronunciation, which a lot of learners miss, is the importance of stress. You see, every word in every language has a stress. That is, there's a vowel in that word that is more pronounced than the other words. Let's say in English, for example, let's think of education, the word education, right? So education is a word that is made of multiple syllables, right? Education. So there are four syllables here right now, but one of these syllables, which begins with a vowel, will inevitably be more pronounced than the others. So again, go back to the word education here. So education. Now, when I say education, can you imagine and can you guess where that stress is? If you guessed it A, then you're right, because the actual stress is on K, education. You see, I'm saying education. So I'm now emphasizing on 
education, which means that the stress is on education, on the third syllable. Now, imagine if I say education, or if I say education, or if I say education. Now, we are changing the very way it sounds, and all other three options are wrong, because we have now four syllables. In the first case, I put the stress on the first syllable, education. Not correct. Second one, education. Also not correct. That's not how Americans talk. Number three, education. Now that's correct. And number four, education, which now actually reminds me of uh, Swedish. Because in Swedish, for example, a lot of the words have emphasis and stress on the last part. Uh, for example, ojeta. That's, that's a very typical, for example, Swedish word, ojeta or letare. So these, uh, in this language, you can put the stress. Now, if I do not, for example, in Swedish, if I do not put the stress on the last word, if I don't say ojeta and say ojeta, now all of a sudden I'm making a mistake and the native speakers cannot understand me. With the same token, if I'm speaking English and I say education, now <laughs> all of a sudden they say, sir, uh, are you on drugs? Why, why do you talk like that, right? It makes no sense. So this is another critical factor. From now on, ask yourself, how well do I know the stress of these words that I speak? Because my experience proves to me that the majority of all pronunciation errors are stress-related. Because a lot of, especially if you're if you've reached an advanced level, the chances are you can pro properly pronounce the vowels and the consonants in a, in a language, right? So uh, if you you know somehow put a lot of time into a language, you kind of get those vowels and consonants. But the biggest challenge for most language learners is to master the proper stress of the words, right? So if you do not put the stress in the right syllable, you will not sound right, period. Which is why if you want to reduce, let's say, and get rid of at least 70% of all of your pronunciation errors, all you have to do is to go back to the basics and find out what are the stresses of each and every single word. And anytime you feel that you do not know how to pronounce this word properly, ask yourself, all right, where are the stresses? Because my personal experience learning different languages, including tonal languages like Mandarin Chinese, tells me that by knowing the proper stress, you will actually be able to pronounce things much better and you will reduce a lot of your problems in this regard. So uh, when you put it all together, number one, focus on the individual pronunciation of the words by focusing on their vowels and consonants and try your very best to imitate the native speakers, okay? And uh, a common mistake, I, for example, in English that I hear among a lot of basically people is the word I. When we speak English, for example, we say, I'm inside. But a lot of foreigners, they say, I'm inside. So here's a great example of an error with vowels. In American English, we say, uh, inside. But a lot of foreigners, they say inside. So they're using the vowel E instead of the vowel uh, which we actually use in the word inside. That's one example. The other common problem, let's say a French guy say, that is very nice. So he's saying, that is, that is. Of course, there's a, a common mistake here, which is for the vowel, is. We don't have is like this in English, right? But the other problem here is, that is, that, that. So they are not pronouncing the consonant th, which, uh, which is voice th, the properly. So we say that is, for us, it's that. So the consonant here is the, the, the. But what do French say? Z, z. And that is not correct. So the first step is going back to the basics and learning the proper pronunciation of vowels, which are voiced, 
and consonants, which are basically not voiced in most cases, and then try your best to internalize and master them. That's the first step. Second step, once you learn that word, then try to combine them. Like, for example, go watch a movie and then see how native speakers put these words together. Because once the, uh, the words are put together, sometimes, if not always, their style of pronunciation actually changes. Because once the words are combined, we kind of have to pronounce them differently than when they are basically pronounced uh, standalone. And the third and most important element of good pronunciation habits is to focus a lot on the stresses of the words. We mentioned earlier that stresses are which syllables in that word are pronounced. Now, let's be honest, in the English language and most other languages, especially like Roman languages and so on, most of these languages have only one stresses. That is, there's one syllable, like the word education, cation, which one syllable is actually more pronounced. But there are, of course, some languages that have more than one stresses. A great example, actually, is the, the language Swedish, which is uh, a language filled with a lot of words that have more than one stresses. That's also okay. But it doesn't matter how many stresses that word has. What matters is that you can actually uh, pronounce those words with the right stress, with the right part uh, pronounced more than the other parts. And that will be, off, of course, focus on the consonants because we cannot focus on the uh, basically uh, uh, consonants because we have, we have to focus on the vowels, right? So when you're pronouncing, focus on the vowel that is stressed. So in the word education, the stress is on Asian, okay? And when I say recording, again, the stress is on, can you guess? Recording, can you guess where the stress is? Recording, that's right, it's an ording. So recording. So once you know that word and then you create that structure and you focus on the stresses, all of a sudden now your pronunciation gets better. Now, these are some of the three major tips that I would like to offer you in this program. Of course, all of this will be covered in depth in my upcoming book, uh, the Polyglot Guidebook. And of course, uh, yesterday I was in a, with a friend of mine and then uh, he asked me, so Dan, what about the book? When is it coming? I can't wait to get my hands on the book. First of all, I'm very flattered uh, by his uh, compliment and I would definitely look forward to uh, hand him a copy. Uh, of course, uh, it's been a while because we're opening a lot of projects here and I work internationally now. So there has been a lot of uh, back and forth with my businesses. So I didn't have as much time to focus on the book. The good news is that the first draft is already finished and hopefully we're going to do our very best to finish the book uh, with the help of an editor as well, as well as a few uh, other part, basically parts that are not yet done, especially with the uh, you know references, because we're going to add a lot of references to the book as well. Once all of them are done, hopefully I'll be glad to actually publish the book, and uh, all the details will be announced here on Beyond the Present podcast as well as on social media. So stay tuned, and don't worry, the book is definitely on its way, and hopefully we're going to make sure that you will get the most out of that book because I worked very hard uh, and passionately on the model method to make sure that it's a kind of method of language that applies to everyone. Because I, for, for one, was very, very upset with the way languages are being taught around the world. And uh, I just believe that it's much better to find a simpler, more modern approach to language learning. And I hope that the Mulligan method will do just that. So all the future details will be offered in the podcast, of course, as part of the Polyglot Edition, and we will offer you more and more information in this regard in the coming programs. For now, I would like to wish you guys the very best, and remember that pronunciation matters, and try to use some of the tips we taught you here in order for you to improve the way you pronounce words, both individually as well as in sentences, using the tips that we just taught you here. Thank you very much. This is all the time we have for. My name is Daniel Morgan, and this was the Pondelot edition of Beyond the Present Podcast. Have a good one. Te parece, mi gente, para gozar.
Das 